Kraken Fancast, the podcast for Seattle Kraken fans by Seattle Kraken fans. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kraken Fancast Playoff Edition. I'm your host, Chris Porter. I'll be joined, or I am joined, with my uh, colleagues here, Jim Cockrell and Nathan Gunderson, for some Seattle Kraken playoff talk. Oh, my God, are we so, well, cautiously happy. We're happy that we've got a Game 7, folks. We have a Game 7. Kraken Fancast, for those of you new, we uh, focus on all subject matter about the National Hockey League's 32nd franchise, the Seattle Kraken, going over games, team happenings, what more to talk about than the playoffs. And this team has just been incredible in the playoffs, getting uh, to the game seven of the second round. So much to talk about since our last episode, three games have happened. Uh, Things were looking a little iffy, but oh man, that game six. So we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Uh, Thanks much though, to as always, to our main sponsor, the Angry Beaver. Seattle's number one hockey theme bar are located in the Greenwood neighborhood of Seattle. If you're not going to the Kraken game, catch it at the Angry Beaver. So uh, from our last game, from our last uh, chat, oh my gosh. So it was, it was um, you know, Kraken were ahead. Uh, the Dallas Stars won, excuse me, let me get my uh, real uh, notes up here. Uh, Dallas Stars won game four. Tying it up two games to two. They won six to three in Seattle. Jim and I were together on that game. That one was a disappointment. Um, just Dallas just handily holding on to that one. Then they go back to Dallas for game five. Again, Dallas just handily hanging, hanging, you know, run, running that uh, table there, that game, winning five to two. Ooh, this is not looking good. All of a sudden, the uh, cracking on their heels down three games to two and then what an epic game and for so many reasons in seattle yes the seattle kraken who are this road team they've got better road team a better road record uh than than anybody uh better than they have in at home uh but they won a big big one at home winning uh six to three over dallas and taking the series the second round of the series to game seven uh, happening on uh, Monday, just in a few hours, and uh, Monday, May 15th, uh, just uh, a little after our um, our release of this podcast. So, fellas, Jim, Nathan, uh, we can go over all the games a little bit to some extent, but I think we really want to just talk about our current situation right now and uh, a game seven, another one a fam- with a formidable opponent. And it's on the road. We saw this in round one, right? And here we are with Dallas, and these just have been such great games, most of them. And um, you know, Jim, you were at Game Six. I'm so jealous. Uh, it, it just must have been. But let, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Just Jim, why don't you start start your thoughts right now, and and what also what you've witnessed? Okay. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just crazy, man. Um, I've gone to every game. I haven't missed a game. I've been very fortunate. Um, I've had to buy extra tickets, obviously. And, you know, we left off uh, game four after that spanking in game three that we took. Um, So game four was rather disappointing because you and I were together for this. And after that, seven, after a really, excuse me, director, after a really fun game three, yeah, yeah. handily were taken care of. Yeah. And so, 
you know, that just turned out to be a total dud and it was a squandered situation, which we've run into before in the first series uh, to get, you know, get control of the series. We could have brought it to three, one, but no, it was tied up there. There was no bright spots at all in that entire game. Um, the, the only good thing about the game was we got to see the return of McCann on limited minutes because he was in a fourth line role and he looked pretty good. Uh, so that was a positive, but still it was a very frustrating game. Um, and then the away game, game five, you know, even though it wasn't good on paper five, two, there was some good marks had by the team. It was just a lot of unfortunate things that were happening. For instance, we back into that early goal pattern thing with two goals early and, um, or reasonably early and, you know, playoff hockey, Climbing out of a hole is not cool necessarily. It's tough against this club. I mean, Dallas is a good club. I'm actually surprised that the uh, the scores have been six three, five three, whatever, instead of like four three or, or one goal games. But they have the feel more of just like wow, it's a control game. I mean, if you're if you get a decent lead, you're going to hold it. Uh, none of this comeback stuff like we're used to in the regular season. Um, it was. Uh, it was just a tough game and their guys are stepping up. Their same guys on, on Dallas is stepping up, you know, the hints, uh, group hints, uh, Bavelski's still doing it after we tried to key on Mr. Tip and he's still doing it. Um, every game, it, right? Oh, it's, it's just like, ridiculous. Man. Every freaking game. You're right. Hints, Johnston, Robertson, Pavelski, you know, occasionally it's one of the other guys, you know, Fox, I got one yeah. that game, but it's, but it's, it's those same guys. It is, but we did keep Robertson pretty silenced for the first three and a half anyway, you know, um, you know, and our, maybe, but maybe that has some data. They, they're keeping an eye yeah. on Robertson is making the other guys open. Well, for sure. I mean, that's why, that's what happened with Pavelski. He was, you know, we're keen on the big three and Pavelski's having the time of his life on the paint. You know, it's just, it's, a, it's just a weird deal. Um, uh, the best thing about another cool thing about game uh, five was, you know, we're seeing, starting to see uh, Ty Karche really pick it up. He's starting to increase his minutes. Uh, he's playing very smart. He's playing a very good possession game. He's good on the boards. He's good with the body. He's creating open ice for the other two guys on the first line. And they're still keeping him on the first line. And the last game they brought McCannon and kind of fished him through line two. He was kind of all over the place. Uh, they're getting him back to his role, but it's nice to see Ty. And uh, then we step up to the big game last night, which I'm still reeling on, man. That, that was just nutty. Uh, you know, the first, first round, first game when we were in that building was just top level. I've never seen anything like it since then. Things have been close as far as energy and sound and whatever on wins. Um, but last night was unmatched. It was unfreaking believable. The energy in that building. I, mean, and, I watched it all from TV and I'm thinking, oh my God, you, some of you guys need some earplugs probably there. Oh God. It was um, brutal. I mean, I look, I have hearing damage. There's no, no doubt about it. And it's tough. I mean, if it was a, if it was a club show, I'd have my plugs in, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not wearing plugs at a freaking cracking game, whatever. Man. I mean, it was just, the scoring was happening. Beautiful place. Absolutely gorgeous place. You know, in front of us, down at the other end, it didn't matter. All the leaders were stepping up. Gord, Ebbs, um, you know, Beniers. And, and just beautiful games. I mean, and guys like 
uh, Tolvi had a fantastic. He was the first star. He threw the fish out. He was the first star. Uh, there was still a couple little patterns in there that we're not happy about. Things we got to work on. You know, don't get in a hole early, whether it's a one goal game, because Dallas has one of the best records once they have a lead, period. Uh, and knock down the early goals and knock down the answer backs, and, and we should be okay. So, yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm touching on that game, I'm just kind of looking at the game stats, everything in that so close as far as you know shots on goal piece uh hits 46 apiece um so dead on there blocks 23 uh for dallas 15 or i'm sorry uh 15 for dallas 23 for the kraken uh only four giveaways for each team everything was just pretty much 50 50 a couple of the other things too you know uh when somebody's new and they're gelling in the playoffs that's so important it's one thing you know if they come in at one point in the season early on but to come in when he did and just immediately just it's like he's been with us for quite a long time it's a really really awesome to see and i'm looking forward to seeing that kid a lot more uh, i totally agree with you jim really good really good stuff the uh the other things like there's another deal i mean ottinger has been yanked in this series twice now you know, this guy was the top three goaltender in the league heading in, uh, in yeah. regular season. And now he's he, he got yarded. I was kind of surprised because it was after that fourth goal of ties. I mean, yeah, it was a good shot, but it was, uh, you know, no screen, no nothing coming down. I was surprised they pulled him, uh, but it was also a shake-up move, I'm sure. That's twice now uh, in, in one series. And uh, that, that, you know, that's in the head, man. That is in the head. But we're going back to Dallas. That's going to be a different story. So we should see here. I agree. I was I was a little taken back by him uh, getting pulled. I mean, I get it. And like you said, you know, it could be a shakeup. You know, Hackstall's done that before. And, and uh, you know, or pulling a goalie, you know, when you're down by one with four minutes left in the game. But uh, I get it. Uh, it was a little surprising. But, you know, I'm not a coach. You know, who the hell am I? Uh, it's the playoffs. You got to do what you got to do to win. You got to put people's feelings aside. He looked a little uh, sour when he was on the bench. But, you know. I guess uh, be better, you know. Um, yep. And you know he then. Uh, and I apologize, I forget the uh, the uh, backup's name. But when he came out, um, he he was looking good. He was he was pretty solid. He made some good saves. Uh, great glove, honestly, really great yeah. glove. Um, but you know, it's what happens. It's hockey. It's for the team. It's not for you. Yeah. And uh, also going back on the tie subject. Um, I mean, I was quoted as saying uh, his first or second game, like, you know, just because he's here and he's, he's actually looking good doesn't mean he's a, he's a shoo-in for next year's roster because we've got some depth down in Coachella. But I swear, like, after last night, I'm starting to change my tune, man. You know, he's easily got a slot on this club. Um, but we got guys, we got wingers down there right now that are, are you know, have a goal pedigree, like, you know, it's unbelievable. So... Well, he's still going to have to do it in camp next year, but he's got a nice resume under pressure in Stanley Cup final playoff stuff, which is hard to top, right? He yeah. looks so at home on this team, and he just came up in the playoffs. And, and you're right, I mean, just I, I, we've talked about this many weeks ago. I was thinking, gosh, it bodes so well for this team of how stacked they are with young players because, I mean, we're expecting Shane Wright to come back up, uh, obviously Maddie. 
and you got Ty, and then we've got these other guys we keep talking about all the, from time to time, yeah. Anson among others. And it's uh, I, I'm it makes me excited for next season and the season after that. But I mean, Ty, God, big dude, and just you know, he looks so comfortable in there, like he's he's been up in the NHL for a while, and all you know, he's got a number of goals. I mean, you know. Good on yeah. the kids. I mean, you got to gotta love the vets and everything. And, you know, obviously McCann and, you know, Ebbs or, you know, you know Gore, they're, you know, they're huge on this team. But, you know, you get the kids stepping up too. And that's the thing. It's just all the spreading out of all the the, the scoring between the, all these guys. You know, a lot of the pundits say, you know, it's amazing what this team's doing. They don't have any big star. But, you know, this is such a team effort. The team has some chemistry. They can get inconsistent at times, which frustrates us. But, you know, they're they they're pretty consistent lately. And, you know, and we've got, as we like to call them, playoff group has shown up. So and and you know, he he's been keeping them in on it. I mean, you know, that that easily could have been a tie game. I mean, they're, they're, how many you they were in front of you, Jim. I mean, on that that game six, there were and I couldn't tell from where I was watching, or I couldn't tell well until I looked at the highlights later of the uh, number of um you know, uh, you know, goal, you know, the, the pole hits, you know, I mean, they could have yeah. could have gone in, you know, and, and they didn't, you know, and yeah. hearing this ringing and I'm like, whoa, you know, so yeah. uh, there were, there's a good barrage of shots there by Dallas and it could have gone either way. And totally. Uh, so there's some, 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 you know, good, good fortune there, but the guys have stepped up and, oh, I just, uh, Let's let's get yeah. a little back to your experience a little bit, Jim, in, in that game six. I mean, you mentioned how loud it was, and you know, we could we could certainly tell on on television. Um, but uh, you know, did people leave? Were everybody you know sticking around during you know the fish throw? I'm just thinking people probably didn't want to leave. I wouldn't have wanted to yes. Leave. And then I'm just thinking everybody just would have been so elated walking out of the arena. They hanging out in the plaza. Yeah, so let's just back up about the whole game a little bit. For one thing, Trapper uh, was my seat partner for the game, and I got to tell you, him, his, and my record has been shit for a long time. Like always, <laughs> right. you know, it was. It started. It started on the Boston trip, coming home when we played Toronto the next day. It's been we haven't won anything. Anyway, we were there. The stress in that building, uh, you could feel it everywhere, uh, and it even though we dominated zone play and, and puck control for the most part, every time Dallas came in the zone, I didn't feel good. And same with Trapper. We were like, Oh, it was very stressful because they are good on zone entry and they come in with a lot of three on two stuff and, and set up and cycle. And it was just very stressful because it, it could have been tied the entire game, that kind of game. The scoreboard was really wasn't the indicator in that. It was just two different styles of play for sure. Um, I can remember after the first period, I went down to the wall to meet uh, Mike and, and everybody that's with the 32 gang, uh, just because I knew they'd all be down there. And I saw Mike from Sasquatch NHL. I saw uh, Ty, who I haven't seen in a long time. And we were all totally looking at each other like, we were stressed, man. I mean, there's everybody was in the same boat. It, it was a game six, but it felt game seven-ish in a way. Uh, you know, it was a must win. You had to win. And uh, man... Uh, just leaving just what happened. And then you could start to feel it, you know, when, but Maddie got that goal, but then they answered back right away. It's like, Oh my God, we're right back to square one, two goal lead. And then the uh, empty netter. But I'll tell you what, the last 
probably seven, maybe even eight minutes. The shutdown by the Team D for the Kraken was outstanding hockey to watch. And then when it got to about the three-minute mark down, uh, you know, because they had their tendy pulled and they had their attacker, they were playing perfect, you know, late game defense in the entire zone play. And I was impressed. I, I commented on it at least two or three times saying this is perfect. And it's because he softened up. He, he had to soften up instead of too, too much aggression on the forecheck. He softened it up to a one and concentrate on the neutral. And then once they got in the zone, they had control. That was D to D passes uh, up to the forwards back, all kinds of ragging the puck. And I thought, this is what I'm happy to see. This is good cracking defensive structure hockey. So they really shut him down, man. It was awesome. Well, also, I mean, it took a little, uh, you know, wind out of the Dallas sales too. I mean, pulling Ottinger, how many times oh. they've ever seen that happen? I mean, you know, it's, uh, right. that was good, but they still got, you know, got one on which would still, I mean, that Maddie goal was, was, uh, was, was, oh, that was a sweet play. He oh. made. And then obviously ebbs with the uh, empty netter, but um, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Then the D stepped up when it really counted. Um, yeah, something else. So, yeah, guys, wow, we got game seven, another one. Oh. And, you know, it could go obviously either way. I mean, this is why they play the game. We, who knows what's happened? Yes, it's in Dallas, but Seattle's a great road team. And they are just this, this, this sort of mysterious team. You know, I, I was looking back back when you said, uh, Jim, they remind you of an old New Jersey Devils team. I kind of looking back, and I now I, I vaguely kind of knew what you were talking about, but I kind of did a little research after. And like you're right, it's just like no big stars, lots of solid players, and the goalie's playing really good. You can win this freaking yep. thing. I mean, I don't know if you're going to go to the Stanley Cup Finals, but you can, you can still, you can, you can excel and go farther than you know most are going to expect you. So, huge game uh 5 p.m pacific time uh so just in a few hours uh happening and uh uh jim nathan and i will be back to talk about hopefully uh in a for a joyous reason that the the team can move on to the third round and uh move on to the third round to the other relatively new team in this nhl four to three vegas golden knights uh win over Edmonton. And I'm just a little shocked on that because, man, Edmonton toward the end of the regular season, I don't think anybody was, even the Bruins, I don't know if they, they, they were, nobody was playing better hockey, in my opinion, than the Edmonton right. was, were at the very end there. And wow, um, Vegas took it. So Vegas is waiting, wow. uh, you know, and then we've got uh, Carolina and Florida over in the, uh, over in the Eastern Conference. Well, wow. uh, Carolina, not surprised. Florida. No, me neither. I don't think anybody had that in their bracket. Oh my nope. god, that's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Wow. My, bra- my bracket's been screwed since uh, <laughs> way early on. And that's everybody's okay. is everybody's yeah. is. I guarantee I'm ha- you. I'm happy with Vegas uh, going. Um, I've kind of been hinting that I've been wanting a crack in Vegas showdown in round three. So. I'm hoping that that can be something that we can look forward to. I was texting with our friend Tommy before the game. I said, are you watching? You know, he said, absolutely. I said, me too. And that was a good game in itself. You know, it started out three goals in the first two minutes between the teams. And uh, I just kind of had this feeling it was going to kind of go back and forth. And it it started to slow way down after that. But it was a good game. It's a good game for Vegas. Proud to see them go. 
and uh, really like to see them here in a few days, honestly. That would be good. I mean, people, a lot of people would like to see it. That's quite a storyline for a yeah. lot of reasons, but obviously Vegas, Seattle, Carol, you know, Carol, Florida hasn't been in the conference final in God ages. Um, Carolina, you know, has been kind of whiffing at it, you know, for a little bit, but uh, not surprised they're there. But, uh, you know, Florida didn't see in the Vegas, Seattle. Wow. I mean, that's a heck of a final four there. Well, yeah, I don't want to quite get ahead of ourselves, but no, no, I know. Or it could be, or it could be Vegas, or if it's Vegas, Dallas. Well, all I know is the, you know, the, the social media, everything's going to be blown up tomorrow. The Canadians are going to be pissed and conspiracy bullshit left and right with no reason to go back. <laughs> and uh, I just it's had to true. get that off my chest. It's, it's true, thank, man. Thank Jesus. you. I appreciate that. Oh, God, man. I mean, oh, come on. Right now, oh, I can just see, well, it's the, the, the he retired. I forget the announcer's name, but, you know, I, I would say this to you guys earlier. Like, every single time, because this happens a lot, of course, um, you know, at whatever round it was, the last for the the final Canadian t- team, you know, got bounced from the from the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they'd say, and once again, a Canadian team will not be <laughs> the Stanley Cup final. So yeah, cue the violins, whatever. Uh, I'm like, you know, it's just I'm sure that they're, they're, they're having a meltdown over that because I mean, even if you know they hate each other's teams all during the regular season, they just hold. I, I mean, I was I I finally it was years ago. I mean, this is going back. This is going back, Jim, to like 2011 when the Bruins won their last Stanley Cup against Vancouver. And I was blown away at how many people I knew in Toronto and Montreal pulling for the Canucks. And I was like, why? I thought you hated the Canucks. Yeah, but yeah. the Canadian team. And even though the irony was there were more Canadian-born players on that Bruins team than there were in Vancouver. The whole nationalism. Yeah, but. I, I just I because like like if the Winnipeg Jets this is just me you don't all have to think of this but if the Winnipeg Jets are playing the I don't know the Philadelphia Flyers in the final I'm pulling for the Jets I don't care yeah exactly it's well Chris you brought up 2011 a lot of people in the Northwest down here in the U.S. were pulling for Vancouver because they consider them their home team I'm like get that, well, that shit too, out of that here. too yes that's a different thing but yes so whatever um yeah I just know I mean think about it. Potentially two expansion teams. That's going to piss a lot of people off. Three hot weather states. Yeah. That's going to piss people off. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way these people think around here about the NHL and Batman and everything else, but it's mostly north of the border. Yeah. And they can't, you can't look in, in, you know, different markets are different. You know, people say, you know, because Arizona's had such a hard time, like, oh, it doesn't work in a hot weather market. Well, tell that to the, all the sold out games. Exactly. In Tampa Bay. Carolina's been a little back and forth. They can be a little bit of Spanish, but you know, they're obviously doing well lately. Right. Florida has Same with Florida. Same with Florida. Florida, Florida. Florida was one of yeah. those teams I thought, oh, I could see them moving them. But you know, this yeah, Quebec this is the kind Eastern of thing Surprise that has, gives them a shot in the arm. And you know, obviously it's just a little north of Miami. And uh, you know, they may and they get this far. All of a sudden you've had a, a revived interest in hockey in a very largely populated area. Right. Too much. All right. Well, we'll have more to talk about soon anyway. Fellas, thanks for this check-in. Lots to talk about. Uh, thanks much, everybody, for as always, for tuning in. Sorry for our little uh, technical hiccups here. Uh, we'll try to smooth it over a bit. Uh, folks, please, please keep in mind, if you haven't already joined us, please do so on Facebook, on Twitter. We're at Past Kraken. We're also on Instagram and YouTube. 
where you can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and best of all, on our own website, Seattle Crack, excuse me, see, I'll say that again, SeattleCrackandFanCast.com. Uh, so thanks much. Uh, well, so we'll be back in, in a little bit to talk a little bit about uh, whatever happens in Game 7. And uh, hopefully, and, and, and there's, of course, many things to talk about in the future. So uh, for Jim Cockle, Nathan Gunderson, and much thanks, as always, to our great producer, Jade Middleton. I'm Chris Porter. We thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, we say, go, go Kraken.